Welcome and good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are right now listening to this podcast because you are one of our loyal listeners. It is the Trinity Techcast and it is the 28th of May 2023, 7.01 p.m. our time. It's a Sunday evening, that's when we record. You are in for a treat of technical explanations and discussions from two people that um i would i would call myself you know knowledgeable would you call yourself knowledgeable or you one of them humble brag kind of fellas I, yeah i probably a humble person you know i probably would say i i i do research and i, and I try to make you some critical thinking to, to make informed decisions or give advice you know based on my experience I would call you knowledgeable, that's all. <laughs> uh, because critical thinking skills with respect to technology is um, something that we all need, especially especially with this AI revolution thing going on right now. Um, yeah, but I find too much people are a bit misinformed about yeah. AI. Cool. I, have a, I have a quick story, like where I work, and yeah. I want to disclose full stuff, right? But yeah. the... Somebody went to a conference about AI, you know, and you know, the, and they came back and they shared shared the, shared the contents of the conference and uh, in in an email, right? Yeah. And someone took it and went all the way in with it, like do proposals, send it up all the way to the highest highest, however, right? And the mm-hmm. premise of it was that they're going to use this AI tool to replace what a human actually going to do, right? Yeah. So they, they actually took it all the way up, it get approval, it it, it went get funding and whatever, you know. And when it, funding, once they get funding, that's that's yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the and the kind of bypass IT IT the technical side, right? They just run with it from their own yeah. you know how how all this hype about AI right now, right? They just went went with it from that aspect and didn't really consult IT. But you know what I think I is not the ones that had to kind of have the common sense approach that yeah, take, you know, we yeah. just technical, but we had to kind of tell them, um, you know, AI, we're not necessarily at the point where it could replace a full human, you know, it could, yeah. it could use it to supplement some of the functions or, or to help you produce content, that type of thing, you know, you had to kind of tell them, hey, one of the, one of the things that I, I kind of, I find that plenty of people are missing IT is QA, quality assurance, right? Yeah. Because I, every time people think about IT, they'll be like, oh yeah, you can get a computer to do that, you can get a computer to do that. Oh, no, no, you can do that with the software and whatnot. But through my experience over the years, like 50% is the solution, and then actually 30% is the solution, and 70% is making sure that solution works consistently over a period of time without you having to keep going back and checking on it. And yeah, is, is it maintainable, scalable? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, there's buzzwords, but you really you need to practice it too. Yeah, it has I, be, I don't think everybody report somewhere. Yeah, you know? boy. And everybody that talking about AI, they just kind of like, oh yeah, it could yeah. do this, it could do that, it could do that. And I like, yeah, it could do it like under this circumstance. But give yeah. it another circumstance or another circumstance or another circumstance. You can reliably implement that and be putting money on the line for something that you don't yeah. know is going to be consistent. Because the point we're at right now, right? You have a human being and you'd like to think, you know, based on the experience and the knowledge, they could come up with a concept. Not yeah. out of nothing, but, but come up with a concept, come up with an idea, make decisions. But AI, not at the point where it could come up with something out of nothing. You still have to feed it. Yeah, you still, still had to train it, and you had to train it consistently. Then, yeah, yeah, you know. So, wow, that was a long intro. <laughs> we didn't plan this all, yeah. We didn't yeah, plan yeah. this. Oh, what's the next topic? But yeah, this is what, cri- yeah, this is what critical thinking takes you through. <laughs> 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 um, so we good uh, today. We officially we we have three things to talk about as always. Um, one of them is the network password crackdown. Somebody got the email from Trinidad and Tobago. I know the email going around Net- the US and real people yeah. up in arms about it. So Netflix, got, Netflix. I think it's in network. I say network. Okay, Netflix yeah. password crackdown. Yeah, and then we want to talk about the CXE full online testing because I don't know if you all know, but one of the papers got leaked. The maths paper got leaked, um, and they have to mark children out of 
two other people, two lesser peoples, and then they put out a message saying, well, online testing will fix this, and well, we had to talk about that critically, and then WhatsApp giving you the ability to edit messages, and um, I see I see a lot of people getting it. I on WhatsApp beta, but I ain't see it come up yet, but the editing messages thing, from a trainee context, I am concerned, mm. and we will talk about it, because, well, from a group chat context, I... Are kind of concerned, but we will um, we will go a little bit into it, right? So, those are our three topics, and boy, I know what to say about the Netflix one, but you will mm. tell me because you are the one that probably TikTok video, and it's um, getting a lot of interaction right now. So, first topic is Netflix password crackdown. So. Here's the screenshot. Um, an update on sharing between households. Hi, person. We're changing him. And your next click account is for you and the people you live with. Who? What's not? It's for you and the people you live with. Your household. You can easily watch Netflix on the go when you travel, either with your personal devices or TV in a hotel for vacation time. To control how your account is used, you can check who's using your Netflix tanks. You could transfer profile. You could buy an extra member for $3.99 a month, US. And um, if you have some questions, check our help center. Thank you for choosing Netflix. We appreciate yeah. your membership and we look forward to bringing you more great TV shows and yeah. movies. You could click on click on the help center. It should take you, you know, and wait to see. Yeah. All right. So in the health center, how to update your Netflix household. Whoa. Oh, I see, I see on your home screen. Plus left on your remote, get help, manage household, confirm Netflix household, update my household, send an email. <sighs> we so you have to go and set up a household. What will happen if you do set up a household? You wouldn't get access to it, you know, and the sender link, the link will expire after 15 minutes. So it, it can't be okay. All right, I'll go, you're in our next household, and all right, I'll send it. So it's it gonna be real inconvenient if you want to share your password with somebody Look at else, this, you know? This part here. Internet connection refers to your wired or wireless internet connection. If you have multiple Wi-Fi networks, you may only associate it one with your Netflix household. If you want to watch Netflix on devices that are not connected to Wi-Fi networks using different ISP accounts or have different external IP addresses, you may ask to verify that device as part of your household. Make sure to set or update your Netflix household from the device that is connected to your preferred or most used internet connection. Yeah, so people who using who are multiple networks like you, if they want to switch between data and and Wi-Fi, they're going to have some extra stuff. Wait, 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 wait. Hold <laughs> on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not cool, though. <laughs> That's not cool. I, yeah. So it's, it's associated with a Wi-Fi network. And that's what I say, your network. Yeah, your network. So yeah. if you're on, if you have a blue network or the red network or the green network in your house, I know it have people who are that type of use case. Use not the, you know, use one person, but I know a yeah, couple of other yeah. people. And most people have data and Wi-Fi, you know. If you want to switch between the two, you'll have so a So I go into, into Netflix on my home, on my um, phone right now, and I'm yeah. trying to... Apparently, it didn't help. Okay, I reached the help. It says, no, help center, help center, no, find help online. No, it's nothing that's saying, um, manage Netflix household. Okay, okay. But this one's saying on the Netflix um, app on your TV, press yeah, left. Yeah, yeah. yeah so so on your the... TV is where you actually register your device for your household, okay. not on your phone. All right, yeah. all right, all right, all right. That makes a little more sense. Yeah, and they, ha they have a next step, Some I think. Like if you don't have a TV or whatever, they have some kind of step where you could go through and um. Okay, yeah, set Netflix device. household without a TV. Yeah, they have a link to mm -hmm. it. If you don't know shit. If you don't watch Netflix on a TV or don't have one, you don't need to set an extra household for your account. Watch, 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 look at here. They basically said if you don't watch Netflix on a TV yeah, yeah. or don't have one, you don't need to set a Netflix household yeah. for your account. You know, it's an interesting point there. How Netflix detects your devices within our Netflix household. The one above that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we use information such as IP addresses, device IDs, and account activity to determine whether the device signed into your account as part of your Netflix household. 
We do not collect GPS data or try to determine the pre precise physical location of a device as well. The IP address will give you that kind of idea. Mm -hmm. But the device ID, that's what, that's what I thought that they would have um, um, pushed for most because dev every device will have a device ID, at least a MAC yeah. address, and you could use that to, to determine if you are watching from that device. However... Yeah. Well, I mean, they're doing that and... They're using IP to make sure you're in the same location too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, and so, I guess the activity to know. So, in yeah. theory, technically, right? You register your household. It will check the device ID. It will check the IP address, and it'll check your Wi-Fi um, thing. So, there are three points of cohesion you need to have, right? All three of them have to be the same. So, when you when your device ID goes to a different IP address. It will still work because that device is still, um, yeah. It should, in theory, it should should work still. And they may, I suspect, they might um do the whole verification thing. Send an email to your to your um. Okay, send okay, a verification okay, okay. to email or text or whatever. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Yeah. If I take my father TV mm -hmm. that is at his <laughs> home, bring yeah. it up by me. Yeah. Connected to my Wi-Fi and set it up uh, as part of my household. Then I take the TV and carry it back home by him. Mm. Will it see the device ID as okay? That device ID is that it's just connecting from a different IP address for some I, reason. I suspect that would work for mobile devices. I, I, I doubt it would work for TV. <laughs> you know, so the problem is be like, yeah. Okay, they'll <laughs> we'll be like, like move out, yeah. yeah. They'll be like, this is a TV. This is clearly moved from one house to another yeah, and yeah, somebody they'll probably sharing. treat it as a new household, yeah. Um I think okay, are you seeing any mm, any you seeing any way to game the system? <sighs> um it, it will be extremely inconvenient. Because if you're switching locations, it looks like you're gonna need to verify your household, right? And only only one person gonna have access to that email, to that email or that um the text to, to actually verify it, right? So let's say two of us wanna share passwords. Mm -hmm. I move to our next location. I need to verify it via email. But what happens when both of us wanna watch Netflix at the same time, which probably happens a lot. You know, only one household which gonna household be able to watch it at that time. So you defeat any purpose of sharing. Because as soon as you're verifying another place, it will it wipe off the there. device IDs from the other places. Ah, yeah. I see, I see, I see. So the household is like the, the central, the primary key, basically. And yeah. if you change the household, all of the records that you have for that household will change to the new place that you are in based on the email verification, sort of. Yeah. That's, that's actually... um. Diabolical. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm trying to figure out because you know somebody could um, figure out some way to install some app that will be able to um spoof your Netflix account and and keep you logged in or some kind of thing like that. So I just trying to figure out what will be the technicality behind it because mm -hmm. aside from going to a pirated site, um well, somebody like, in, in well, Cambodia, I think into it have a lot of people who purchase VPN just to see the different content. So if you go on a VPN now, say you have a US VPN, you want to see the US content, how that going on? You know, so every single time you every single time you go on a VPN, you had a sign. Yeah, but no. yeah, but but the thing is with this whole thing, I, I saw it somewhere in one of their terms, the password sharing is for any same country. If you, if you leave the country, no more, no more household. No, you, you can't extend your household beyond your country, right? So if you switch in your, lo your location, your physical location, so often they might detect a... So then, know, okay, all right. So if I take my phone and I travel to um, Cambodia, yeah, and I'm in Cambodia with my phone and I open up Netflix, what yeah. am I going to see? They'll see, are you traveling? Maybe. Maybe may you have to verify that this is your... You know, yeah, I don't sure. I don't think you might have to verify your household, but probably verify that, you know, you're signing in in a, in a foreign country or something, you know. And I suspect they would have a lot of the popular VPN IPs blacklisted to know, okay, 
this person just using our VPN. I'm, I'm not sure how it's going to interact with the VPNs. And I know they they stand to lose a lot of money if this actually comes through. So I'm sure they're going to try and reverse engineer some way to make it work. Okay, 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 okay. That's all. I'm going to read it over one more time. <clears throat> so step one. You go to update my house. So sorry. Uh, there's a part that says if you don't set a household, it will automatically set a household for you based mm. on IP address, device IDs, and account activity. So the person I share in my Netflix right now with, they, they're going to have some problems. Anyway, we'll see. All right. So manage household. You'll get email or text and a verification will send for you. If you do not receive the text, um, click resend email. Select yes, this was me in the email or tap the link in the text message. Then confirm Netflix household or update Netflix household to continue. You will see a confirmation in your TV screen and receive a confirmation email. Select continue to Netflix and start watching. So you're on your TV, you click set up household, they will send you a message, you pull up your phone, you get an email, you click yes, this was me. And now that TV is going to be able to show you Netflix because they have taken your IP address, your device ID, and well, that is all. Right. So they have those two things. Now for your phone, your phone doesn't have to be a part of uh no. Of your household. If you don't watch Netflix on a TV or don't have one, you do not need to set up a Netflix household. You know, okay. you know, it'll be interesting if it I show this data somewhere. You know, look at the breakdown of a device IDs being watched. The type of types of device. So if if they probably already do the research and probably see like seventy five percent of people watch Netflix on the TV. Okay. Or, so, or something okay. yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, you know? yeah, that yeah, would yeah. be interesting yeah. to know. So then, so, so so the people that don't watch Netflix on a TV, they could just buy phones and tablets and watch it, and no problem. They are they, are, they don't have any I worries. I suspect I suspect that whole device activity part of it, they're gonna look look to do some stuff to if actually detect it. If a device constantly watching from a particular IP address, it'll actually yeah. have you move to another place. Yeah, if if you if you register your household in one location and that TV on and it have a lot of devices there already and it just so happens some other device in some other part of the country on at the same time, you know, that's where the device activity part will come in. They'll find some discrepancy and uh-huh. ask this other account to, to verify the stuff. I'm gonna watch some YouTube videos this week because it yeah. must have some some YouTubers who start to like investigate this thing and see what is what and how it is because the the TV part I get, the mm. mobile device part I'm not a hundred percent convinced that they could crack down on people who just, just who just use a mobile device because there are a lot of people now most people would watch Netflix on the TVs because in the app coming pre-installed on almost every TV that you, that you have right and people will watch it there. But there is a there is a subset of um, millennials, Gen Xers, whatever, Gen Gen Z, Gen whatever, A, Gen A Z. I don't know what to call it again. Um, that just watch on their phone alone because yeah. my children but are yeah. these people watching Netflix. Yeah, um, they they have a a, a a culture of watching stuff on the phone, but are they watching Netflix? YouTube, YouTube, <laughs> most of the time, but but there is a. There is a possibility that a Netflix show might come out and they'll watch it on their phone. Why I say that is because as a teacher, I always had to be trying to fight down my the firewall in school. Not the firewall, but the um the VPN. Not the VPN. The rules in the um the router now, basically, to try to block Netflix. Because them children always watching Netflix on their phone. Always watching some show on the phone on Netflix. And when you when you go and you see them real engrossed in it, ask them what they're watching. When you press pause, and when you take the phone and you press pause, it's a Netflix show. So there's a possibility that they will have to deal with that subset of people. Now, more than likely, that child, when they go back home, has a TV that they that they probably have the account on that their parents watch it on. But when they grow up, let me say the when they grow up now and they become in the early twenties and they decide to if they get a Netflix account, what will they do? If they will, they will they get a TV? You understand? Yeah. So I see now link you send there. A grand yeah, that scroll a little. It has an infographic. All right. Viewing by devices. All right. So this is tablet, computer, smartphone. Right. So this 
kind of giving me a little, a little yeah. ammunition. Like and I mean, that's probably not 100% accurate, but you know, I have a little. Yeah. yeah. Quarter one, 2022, yeah. So that's that's probably about 40%. Yeah, could be 40, yeah, 40 something percent of people watching it on a device that is not a TV. And Netflix clearly is giving you instructions to do it on your TV first. Mm-hmm. So for these people who are using a smartphone, computer, and tablet, how are you going on crack down on Well, them? I guess from the time the detect call, let's say he's one of the people that say, nah, I don't have a TV, you know, I just have a mobile device. But from the time the detect that they're using a TV, they try to log in into a TV, they would switch and say, yeah, this is your new, um, this is where you need to verify also. They could no longer do the whole mobile device thing. Mm. You know, but but again, I, I get what you're saying. You know, if you if you have a TV and whatever, whatever, and you're switching locations with your mobile device, you know, that's where potentially you know they they could have a little loophole. But again, and what about if, casting like Chromecast? Let me say I use my phone. Yeah, and cast the TV. Yeah, cast the TV. The TV don't have Netflix installed. It just have a Chromecast on it, yeah. and. It will just cast wherever I'm watching on my phone. Will the TV, well, the TV can register any yeah, app because there is no app. It's just, yeah. So technically, if I just trying to, for those of you listening, I'm not trying to, you know, thief Netflix. I'm just trying to figure out <laughs> what are the people out there, the maliciously intended people out there going to do when going they try to, try. to they're, they're going, going to, to try, try. But I suspect Netflix. So you know, I they, they do it in a couple of countries. I suspect the they have ways to. They probably have ways. So yeah. I buy three phones. I install Netflix on all three of them. Put the same username and password, and don't ever put it on a TV. And I give my I give my auntie one. I give my grandfather one. And I tell them, all right, when you want to watch Netflix, open it up on this phone here, and then press this button. Yeah. And it will come up on the TV. The so, yeah. so I mean again they're going on look at the device activity if you look if the CDC devices consistently logging in from three different IPs three different devices they're going on suspect some type of um, one is one is work one is home and one is by my, my, my boyfriend yeah, well, like trying to watch at the same time that is that is where you might get a catch if it once you're trying to watch at the same time two different locations maybe on mobile devices Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, the so same the, time part. Okay, if they if they not watch, okay, now nah, most likely they might be watching at the same time. If they watch at the, uh, yeah. all right, all right, all right. It has it have it have a little airtightedness to it, but there's also a feeling that yeah, it probably have a little. The, the, fact and it, the fact that they use the TV as the central spot, I thought they would have just use um the IP address more than anything. Yeah, and I think. So they have three types of accounts, the basic, standard, and premium. So I believe the standard account, you could only add one extra person. And the premium account, you could only add two extra persons. So the max you could add to your account is two people. Like if you if you wanna be um if you wanna actually pay for the password sharing or the the add the add on accounts to your account. Mm-hmm. So okay, the max okay. is two. Well, right, 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 right. Uh, well, when you try it out, you gotta know. Try what out. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as soon as I get, I am going to try it out and I go down like yeah. share my. They're not funny, you know. Food, the person I doing this for, they yeah. were they were like, you know, before there was like, yeah, go and cancel it, go get Android boxes on. Now that it come, they'll be like, they'll tell <laughs> me how much, yeah, how much extra it might cost. <laughs> and one of the other persons was sharing with was like, um, I've a is our old lab person, you know? Yeah, so they say, yeah. I have a credit card, but I don't know how to set it up. You go set it up and do my own account for me now. <laughs> when you're back against the wall. Yeah, but again, yeah, as, as we was kind of discussing, it's more older people who fall into that. So a lot of the people on the video will be like, I was like, now nah, I'm paying for that, I cancel it, whatever, and just share ones that are pirate sites <laughs> with alternatives, yeah. alternatives that that they could use for, for Netflix. So I suspect the younger people might be like, Psh, yeah, I really need this. You know, and mm. it's like, yeah, Netflix don't really have good content anymore and whatever, but it had some people, it had one person I saw, they in the US, 
you know, and they see they share the, their Netflix accounts with people back home here. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, you know, they don't mind paying it, you know, for the family and whatever, you know. But I had to point out to them that Netflix was like, you know, you can't do the sharing in, in our next country. You know, so it might be that they set it up in Trinidad for them for them to use here yeah, locally or whatever, you know. So hmm. Hmm. All right, it will be interesting, it'll be interesting. Cause that last part that you just said there. I feel plenty Trinis who are real gone talk mm. go end up boiling down <laughs> and see. Nah, yeah, I suspect like old, some of the older people who really, you know, they ain't, they ain't really have all the time to go through to find torrents. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's, all that's them pirate sites have a lot of pop ups. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that is something that has always realized people um, bunks up. They don't have time. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like for you to go and set up a plex because people just be like oh yeah plex or this or that for you to have time to go and set up a plex server organize your torrents and all that, all that kind of drama and make sure your your the, the computer the plex server up and it working properly and all yeah, them yeah. kind of things and all that there are some people who could talk that talk but walking that walk difficult yeah and this is like yeah, that's fair. Um, extra five years, someone does be like, yeah, two dollars. Uh, yeah, I yeah. could, I could live. You know, some Chinese do. How much time prices those raise on food and whatever? They'll complain doubles. They'll yeah. complain for two weeks. Next week you see the line long again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> you know, I agree. I agree. But yeah. I mean, it had, yeah, it had some people who um say the you know they want to explore like um disney plus or hbo and well, whatever hey i saw an article about that in wired this week about um disney plus and hbo max they're in real debt right now you know mm. yeah they're in real 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 debt in terms of their subscriber um subscriber account max out because well covid pushed it real high and subscriber account and the cost of production now matching the amount of subscribers and thing, and they're reaching a reckoning point where they have to either raise the price or they have to um, scale back on production, go, go mm-hmm. quality for quantity. Now I can't remember the article, but it was on Wired, um, and Wired had a paywall, so I couldn't um, I couldn't read through it. But and yeah, I, yeah. again, time again, I didn't get time to switch for it because these days are real um, exam mode, right? But yeah, they're gonna have that problem too. And I know you know anybody who have Disney Plus or HBO Max. I had Disney Plus earlier this year, but I cancelled it. Yeah, I, I, most of the people who had Disney Plus that I know, they cancelled it because um, there wasn't getting enough content to justify watching it. And mm-hmm. all the Marvel movies just wasn't, you know, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't good enough for you to, uh, for me, for you to stay now. Yeah, for me, it was just I didn't used to watch it. I don't really watch TV. I had it there probably for my daughter, but she's not interested in TV, so... It's like, I don't know, it don't make sense paying this bill. <laughs> and I mean, Disney Plus is not monthly like Netflix. You had to pay for the full year up front. At least that's how I remember it. You know, yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. Mm, pay for a full year again and I don't really use it. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I'm really interested in getting email and I'm really interested in setting up because I want to do a video of setting it up to yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. show what actually takes place when, you, when, when this thing happens. Yeah, well, that'll be a video I wouldn't be doing. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. As always, I always like to do the, the technical things to and be there. Something, something I do technical. Oh, uh-huh. you know, I think I've, I'm this close to um, trying to get Starlink. I've, I'm very close to. Um, okay, okay. To going on the pre-register, the um, pre-registration list, mm-hmm. and actually following through with it because. Something about Starlink, it just biting me now. It's starting to mm. intrigue me a little more of of um of how it works. And you know why? Because I watch Jamaica TikTok. I watch all the people that have um Starlink in Jamaica. Okay, okay. And they they in their glee boy. Mm. Like they real rating up the service for they have it for about three months in Jamaica and I seen screenshots of the app and all kind of thing on how much downtime you actually have, your average speed that you're getting across the time and the consistency and all that all that stuff. Like and when it, if you compare it to our local say our local provider, compared to what we're seeing in um Jamaica, how would you would you say it comp- in, in Jamaica, based on the videos I watch everybody getting between hundred to three hundred megabits, right? Mm-hmm. And the the amount in Jamaica and when you convert it, it's coming up to three hundred and sixty nine dollars a month. 
TT. Okay. Yeah, three hundred sixty nine dollars a month, and it goes down for it. It has gone down for zero point zero two seconds. No, two seconds for the past three months, according to their app. And the uh, one person did a video where they was they was literally surrounded by bush, bush, mm. bush, 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 bush. But they have it. They have this kind of thing on the app where it will show you the amount of skylight that you're actually seeing. So when you mm-hmm. place the satellite, it will tell you, well, you have enough skylight here for us to have like 17 different points of connection to different satellites. Mm-hmm. So it kind of telling you your reliability is high because you have a lot of sky ab- ab- available or something like that. And what, 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 what impressed me the most is the consistency. You know? Like they, they're not going down. They're not going down. The only thing I didn't see anybody talk about is hardware failure. Because mm-hmm. I, I have a little fear that if the hardware for your Starlink go down, you'll be under real, you'll be under stress because you gotta order a new satellite yeah, or order this or, or that kind of thing. Necessarily have any Starlink technicians. Yeah, you don't have a technician coming to fix your satellite. They had to do that. And that's, the, that's one of the differences with, well, even though Flow, yeah. Digicel or Amplia or whatnot will have to send a technician um, and the technician might come in a week or whatnot. But the thing is, you might have some recourse now. You might have something, but I'm not too sure because managing your own hardware is mm-hmm. almost like managing your own silver. If your yeah. silver go down, you had a you had a sort of talk. But for a person like me, I I think I I think I would have fun being like, oh my satellite not working. Let me see if I could you know tweak this or turn that or some kind of thing or go online and find some fix fit where you had a power piece of foil or some kind of thing like that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah. That'll be our next um, network. Can they register your devices too? Your natural <laughs> <device>. <laughs> you know, you get me worried with this Netflix thing, you know. <laughs> because, yeah, I, I might have to pass static route on my TV to use <laughs> one of those networks. Oh, right only. now it, it, you switch between. Yeah, it's basically choose whichever one do uh, have the less, less stress because it load balancing. Yeah. So now you, you, you're really having thinking. That they're gonna tell me, um, we noticed you moved. I'd be like, no, I'm in the same place. Oh, damn. Uh, all right, all right, all right, cool. Thanks for thanks for giving me a headache. Next topic is um well, CXC says that they're moving forward with online testing. This is a thing that happened a few years ago where they were talking about it, especially during COVID, that they wanted to do multiple choice online to start, and then they want to start to do the paper two online. And this is on the heels of a uh, issue taking place where the CXC maths exam was leaked uh, in this month, this 2023 exam se- um, season. And this year, they said they're now capable of doing all our multiple choice examinations electronically, and we're moving soon to have similar situations for paper two. And he's saying that, well, the maths paper two was leaked, and one of the ways that you could avoid this is having the exam online because you will have one central location, and all you have to do is worry about the cybersecurity for one central location instead of sending papers in an envelope to multiple places where people could take pictures and upload them to um, wherever they want to. And it, turn, it turns out that the leak was from Jamaica. Mm. And he said, as a result of the breach to compromise, um, blah, 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 blah. What he said something about, all oh, right. Um, it gives us greater control as to when exams are dispatched and ready because it's on the morning that we would release the exam and not necessarily a couple of days before, given the terrain and the geographical areas that we would have to cover for the education for the execution of the exam in any one country. So that would give them a better chance of making sure that exams don't leak. However, the problem that people always come up with is are the countries capable of having online examinations? The students know how to do an online examination, you know? And... <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so, it's one thing doing a paper, one online. So online going to be, they do it from home or is it the come to nah, school? Nah, you, you have to go to the, as a teacher, you have to go to the school and they need to have laptops there and then mm. those laptops, you had to connect them to something called Safe Exam Browser. When you connect it to Safe Exam Browser, you then, um, you, what is called this word by? Yeah, you see a timer and then you use the timer and people just have to choose and then click submit. So you had to put in your, you had to put in a candidate number and a password. Mm. So how are you going to do the written exam then? 
Well, yeah, they're working on. Yeah, that's 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 what they're not saying. They saying they have yeah, the capability. Yeah, how, how you going? Andre working in maths, but uh, it's how you know how you going and draw all these different yeah, types yeah, of um, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, and doing matrices and yep, square root yeah, exactly. and drawing a graph and finding the. I can't remember. That's parabola yeah, and all that. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, they're always touting this thing and saying, yeah, we could do paper twos, we could do paper twos. But nobody has actually stopped and say, yes, we oh. could do paper twos in maths by giving people laptops or tablets or something like that. They're just saying they could do it online. So yeah. everybody okay with the multiple choice, you know, the multiple yeah. choice that is fully doable, that's smart, that's easy to do. No issues because it's just a creator form submitted. People, you, teachers using Google Forms to do that long time now. Yeah. But um, when we when we had COVID and we had to do paper twos, it was real pain to get yeah. students to fill out to write the stuff, scan it, and upload it. And they had to learn how to use scanning apps on their phone and all kind of thing. Yeah. I so just, that that's yeah. what I mean to the overall student experience, right? That's one thing. Did they actually look into it or do any type of analysis to look at the quality of the the exam, the quality of the experience for the student? You know, before, okay, this was the experience doing a paper to manually or, or in-house. This is the experience doing a paper to online and compare the experience, compare the results. All of that is, all of that is supposed to do, you know, a, a bit of a critical approach to doing something like this you yeah, know you're, you're before like, you're after see the results see if it impact your performance impact this how it impact the students before you, you you make a change like this and it will impact the over how it impact the overall quality and the standards of the exam you know eg- exactly what and type what of I, students you're going to produce what type <laughs> of passes it would my would my paper too in in person be with more than your paper to online. Yeah, you know? yeah. And what I want to see is some sort of documentation or paper, but CXC is such a, they such a closed and non-transparent institution. You just basically do your exams, you send that into them, and a mark just gets spit out. Mm. No, nobody is sure you, like, you, like you can't see audit reports of this or or whatnot or all, all that kind of stuff and in 2020 when covid was was big everybody kind of realized wait now we just slaves to these people we mm. basically tell give them the ability to grade our students without holding them accountable to any sort of standard now and for if if this online testing thing had to happen i tell you like in some schools we do walkthroughs. We kind of look for all electrical outlets, try to set up Wi-Fi network, all kind of drama. And in the end, I was like, um, I don't think they have this thing planned out properly. Yeah. I, don't I mean, if, if it's going to be that um, they just release the paper online, then you have to write it out, then scan it and upload it. You kind of still <laughs> an in-person exam. You know, I suspect yeah. that might be it. I mean, some... Um, we call it subjects in my girl with yeah, it, like type. English and but then literature. you have to consider can children type yeah could and people type they could type, at, yeah. they could type on the phone but yeah. typing on a laptop is a different thing like yeah. me somebody like me who are a little older I learned to type yeah, through chat to chat through I learned to type through chatting MSN on MSN Messenger, MSN Messenger. Uh, yeah, how yeah, I learned yeah, to yeah. type yeah, right yeah. if it wasn't <laughs> for that I would not be able to type because we didn't have phones to to chat exactly, so that was yeah. uh, my format um chatting typing on that how i learned to type fast you know you typing like three different people at the same time and again you know that how i learned to type but yeah. students now just type on the phone i yeah. i want somebody young i <laughs> trying to type already uh, and you know and it they, was they, like they do, the two finger they, yeah they they're looking, for the, they're looking at the you know looking <laughs> for the letters yeah, they could type yeah. real fast on a phone, and some of them have predictive text, so sometimes spelling too. Yeah, <laughs> it's a problem, it's, you know. So all no of that they, they take. So that's just the written exam. So some like biology, how they going to draw a heart, or how they going on <laughs> a cell. Yeah, yeah how you join yeah. a plant cell and train the yeah. membrane and annotating it. Remember, it's how to annotate. Yeah, yeah, it's how to annotate it. And how they doing all of that on a computer? Kind of they're giving them iPads with, with the pencils to, to do the drawing and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
I, I could say that the paper three for mm. IT, which is the practical exam, they give you a paper and they give you all the files for it, like a spreadsheet and all that stuff, and they'll tell you to do a whole set of operations and save it as a particular file name. And then mm. when you're done, you have to upload all the files to, to them and the examiners do correct it. So there is a system in place. There is a place to collect the information and the examiners could get it remotely. But that's IT. If, if any subject at all, you should be able to do virtually. Yeah. should be IT, the practical part. But the written part of IT, any, anything that you had to write, they, I don't know, they, they set this themselves for far to solve a big problem. And in order to solve that big problem, yeah. you had to deal with culture. I want to know where else in the world have something like this that works. It's show true, show us the case, the case studies. Yeah. Right? Which other university or, or governing body does do these type of written exams online, like fully online, like maths, biology, chemistry. Are you, are you balancing true, you know? chemistry? I mean, chem- all them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want that's, to see the case true. studies that you know. I, I I would I would hope that they not trying to be the pioneers in the whole that's world. Be, that's be more problem, boy. We always sit down and do as teachers is hope that they making sense. Hope that they mm. they do it properly because there is never any clear indication of this is well researched, this is well um, orchestrated, and this is mm. how we're going to do it. And that's that's problem, boy. That's problem. Yeah, I mean they are. A, education governing body so you would hope they would take a scientific approach or analytical approach practice with a preacher <laughs> you're real funny but i hope this make it to a clip <laughs> if this make it to a clip i gonna share that everybody hope that they do scientific <laughs> oh, yeah of course yeah clearly clearly all right, we run out of time because I had to go and do my, my mm. live stream class. Next, next topic is WhatsApp editing messages. Hey, I tell you, I listened to the whole podcast from start to finish um, this uh, week while I was running around in Savannah, and I felt, good about, I felt good about call, myself. They call it okay. It, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's solid. Yeah. We, yeah. The only thing is, I say I'm a lot. And, um, oh, you see, I'm you see I just did it? I just yeah. did it. Yeah. <laughs> because of my experience at radio, I very cognizant of verbal crutches yeah so yeah, saying yeah. like um and well and you know all of that yeah let's try to do that so i listened listened to it through just to be critical about it and i didn't feel too bad listen to yeah, it yeah yeah because I, I was just i was listening to the verge podcast before that and it come on and come on after yeah it come on after and i was like oh look at look at that nice yeah. intro and talking and whatnot and the audio was on par because getting okay, the audio okay. on par is always a tricky thing to make sure yeah. that your audio does sound um, substandard. To be like, all oh, these people from the Caribbean. <laughs> so that's why the audio sounds like that. Yeah, they probably yeah, don't yeah. have access to equipment. Yeah, they're recording <laughs> in a matchbox or something. Yeah, may- maybe we should get them a Yeti mic. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. WhatsApp is going to allow users to edit messages. Now, I checked it out and I, have, I don't have it yet, but... 15 minutes after you send a message, you're allowed to edit a message and you are able to see that the message was edited. Here is my issue, right? I'm going to show you a video of somebody doing it. And well, we don't need to listen to anything, right? So you long press on it and you press the overflow menu and you mm-hmm. will see, you will see edit, edit right? Mm. I can't believe this video <laughs> loading right now. I've no look the gray bar quite up there. What happened to my video? Probably need um Starlink. Ah, <laughs> yeah, let me refresh. I did cool. Right, so we, yeah, so you get mm. to this point. Right, you press the the three dots and you choose edit. Now, when you choose edit, the, the same message will come back up and ask you what do you want to change say so change whatever it is thank you so much mm-hmm. he said baby girl and it's also baby when you press it this message was edited for anyone in his chat the latest, in the latest version watch and now after you press ok watch this part this is the part that worrying me alright press ok thanks come on come on Sundar right you see that edited on the bottom right hand side there yeah next to the timestamp 
I am concerned that people are going to start to take screenshots of messages before they were edited or before they were fixed. And all they have to do is take a color dropper and get the color of the green, the little green. Mm-hmm. And they could just copy that off and the timestamp will be on the, on the right of it still. And nobody will know that it was the edited version or the unedited version. Because you know people just use WhatsApp screenshots for all kind of drama in, yeah, yeah. In, our, in our life. I think that it should, it should be a little more pronounced that they should change the color of the whole background to, to show when a when um, message was edited. Because edited. The, word, the word edited, that, that ain't good enough. That ain't good enough. You know why? Because on Facebook, Facebook people just edit posts all the time. And a little edited on the top, you could go and check the um, history of all the um, yeah, all the changes yeah, yeah. That, that were made. But nobody is not to do that. Yeah, and I nobody see, not I, I saw a lot of people get caught with an edited Facebook message. Like somebody post some stupidness. Mm. No, post something that is legitimate the first time. And then it started to get real shares. And in the process of it being shared, they went and edited it and put something else inside. Mm. So now the, the post going viral but you were able to edit it to say something different. And the people who are um who just caught up in the hype cycle, they will share, they will share the edited text. They will share the text thinking that is the original post and then it it, it was edited. Yeah. And I guess that, yeah. Probably probably when you, you know you're introducing something new, people would start that's probably part of the whole teething process. People would probably try to um Try to use it in, in that type of way, but I guess as it you know get it catch on and it, it become a little more used regularly, people would know what to look out for. You know how how our edited te- text will be kind of similar to you know yeah the whole deleted message thing, you know, mm-hmm. and the, the message will come up however, but you could ask, you could still screenshot the message before, yeah, you know. Yeah, but yeah. I guess when as you know as people start using it more, it, it you know, it'll become known that, okay, this is how it will look before, this is how it will look yeah. after you edit it. I mean, I mean, I'm glad they could do it because normally you just have to put, like, you had to put a word and then an asterisk next asterisk, to it after yeah, to yeah, show yeah. that you... Yeah. I mean, for yeah. once in a long time, Apple did something first. So I, could, <laughs> so I could do this in iMessage. Yeah, 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 iMessage, iMessage. Could, iMessage just change the color or is it show blatantly It's show edited. Yeah. And they could uh, unsend something, I believe. Yeah, I believe, yeah, yeah. They yeah. could unsend, yeah. I I want I, I want to see it because I make I make a lot of especially for people like me who send when I send a message, I don't send the message broken up into four different messages. I type a paragraph mm. because yeah. I just find that's better communication. But sometimes in the paragraph you just make mistakes and you're kinda yeah. You kind of lose your way, or some some word that you were supposed to say turn out to be another word, and people just have to read it through to understand it, and that's okay. But the editing part within yeah, fifteen minutes, I mean, that's a good. Thing. I I kind of custom because I use Skype a lot for work, you know. And Skype, uh, you type something long, and then you read it over. I can edit it one time, so okay, okay. You know, and I'm I'm not a, so the people I communicate, but I could I could get I could get where you say you know in terms of our culture and people who in that whole bacchanal type culture thing. But for me, the people I communicate with on WhatsApp, you know, I did yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, it's no, no not, drama, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, not yeah, a big yeah. deal. Like, so it wouldn't impact me personally that much, but I get where you say, you know, especially yeah. this past week, I had a lot of WhatsApp bacchanal <laughs> in general. Yeah, and you know that WhatsApp messages or conversations are admissible in court now, right? So, mm. like, people sub- be submitting screenshots for WhatsApp in court. <laughs> yeah, so that's our next layer of it, you know? It, yeah, it could be that. You could say, yeah, the, somebody could have the original thing and then somebody could say, no, there's no, I meant to say, there's the edited version. This is really what. Yeah. You know? I, it could get So I, I guess in that case, it might be judge whoever might say, yeah, but it might be similar to if you say what something... About, what about when you export a WhatsApp chat? Will mm. the text, because the, you can export it to a text file, will the text yeah. file have... The history. Yeah, some sort of edit history, like tabbed or some kind of thing inside it. I, I yeah. guess they probably would do that. I mean, that's, that's a rudimentary thing. But, Maybe, yeah. But the, the fact that WhatsApp messages are used to validate and verify things these days, and a lot of businesses use WhatsApp messages, you could, make, you could 
make our business look bad by editing their messages or editing a message that you send to them Mm. and then tell someone you know this now what I told you this is what I said it was five dollars yeah but hopefully hopefully it will have the timestamps. you know like if some if you send something eight o'clock then somebody respond eight or two and then your message change to edited eight or five you realize yeah yeah, it has some type of discrepancy okay yeah because as a business owner I see people on whatsapp do some Mm. Do some real shaky things and then say that they said something and that is not what they mean and all kind of thing. And I like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> you were the aggressor. We really yeah. wasn't trying to, to, to fight you. We are just being professional. And the moment that you're unprofessional, screenshot. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, that screenshot could be the result of a message that they edit to make it look like they weren't provoking you or some kind of thing like that. And yeah, yeah. That, that's not cool. That's not cool. But... Yeah, that's what they throw that one in because Trinidad and Bacchanal, we... Hand in hand. We did. Hand in hand, yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. So that's it for the show. Just to recap, Netflix password crackdown. We spoke about that for a good bit because there are many implications. And I was personally just trying to find a lot of holes. Um, CXE full online testing. There are a lot of implications there and people really think, think through it. And whatsapp editing messages it's coming and uh, we will see the back going crazy with it <laughs> my name is mr charles from make it simple tt you can find me anywhere uh you see the word at make it simple tt anywhere on the internet and his name is mr redbit tech you can find me at redbit underscore tech in most social media platforms all right so we do this podcast every week if you are interested in like coming on the podcast so if you're a tech person and you like the things that we talk about and you have things to share about in Trinidad technology about some of the things that we're talking about yeah you could start to hit us up because we're going to start to include some third parties from probably next month maybe early July so that we could start to have conversations with techie people in Trinidad and maybe we might just find a a co-host a a third co-host of somebody Mm -hmm. who is as passionate and um what was the word you said at the start um critical thinking (laughs) (laughs) and has critical thinking Mm. (laughs) alright cool so that's it there Uh, next week we'll see what technology holds for us later (laughs)